Hey guys, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend, a podcast about mental health and astrology. Have you guys ever had a bad day or felt so anxious to the point where you are struggling to find yourself in this vast society we call life? Not to worry, guys. I have felt this way too. The podcast interviews guests from college students to parents and even experts that talk about their journey to where they are in the present moment. So sit back and relax and remember that you are not alone. Without further ado, let's get started with today's podcast. Have you guys heard about Anchor by Spotify as being the easiest way to make a podcast? Let me explain. It's free. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Best of all, when even hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, like I said before, Anchor is totally free. So pick up your phones, laptops, or whatever you use and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope to hear your podcast. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode talks about my friend Isaiah. Isaiah is a digital content creator. Isaiah has created many music and many songs. Isaiah has also even created his own podcasting company called Silent Podcast. Isaiah has a passion for helping people and talking about reality TV, music, and all that fun stuff. You can check out all of Isaiah's work by clicking in the links in the show description. Me and Isaiah's conversation covers relationships, advice about digital content creation, and just putting yourself out there. And you guys can, again, check out everything by checking the links in the show description. But without further ado, here is my conversation with Isaiah. Hey everybody and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host Josh Sanchez and it is airy season folks and I got one of my best friends, my ride or die, Isaiah Goins. Isaiah, how are you doing today and what is going on, man? Um, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, birthday week, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm doing perfectly fine. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to be here. You know, I'm, I'm a good often listener to uh, the Spiritual Best Friend podcast. So happy to be here. Happy to be here. Well, I just wanted to say, firstly, thank you for tuning into a lot of the podcast episodes and, and stuff like that. And thank you for coming on, reaching out and wanting to be on the podcast. And I know, like like you just said, like your birthday is just coming up. How excited are you? Are you looking forward to it like i know you have some plans in the works yeah i'm i'm you know it's usually just another day for me but uh you know uh, i'm gonna have people over and have a potluck so we'll see how that goes but but no i'm, I'm good you know it's just another day you know glad to be uh live for another year so you know nothing but blessings all good yeah definitely uh i will say like 
because I know both of our birthdays, because I'm a tourist, so I know your birthday's first, and then mine is probably coming later. Um, yeah. Any birthday after 21, it definitely, it's, you know, it's just like another day. I, I, I just don't know how, you know, it's just <laughs> like, ah, oh, we're just getting older. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Isaiah, we'll start the podcast. We'll get right into it when it comes to some work and passions that you have. So my first question for you, Isaiah, is just for you. I know you've been into music. I know you've also have recently gotten into podcasting and you're starting mm-hmm. like your own network and stuff. So my first question for you, Isaiah, is what are some passions that you have and what do you see yourself doing in up and coming years? Um, so, I, I mean, for me, it, a lot of my passions come from um, if I'm bored, you know, so uh, I, I like to look for a lot of new things to do. Like, uh, you know, I, I started out just um, getting into like machinima and animating, uh, I would say probably like 2015 or whatever. Um, and then, you know, that kind of escalate to like voice acting and um, eventually making music and then come making music. I started podcasting and then now I'm like trying to learn how to like make art and like draw and paint and all the stuff. So um, I'm into a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm heavy into fashion. Um, I'm heavy into like acting that I was a, a, a big into like theater and all this stuff growing up. And I just recently got back into it. Um, but I'm, I'm a little bit into everything. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that there's really any boundaries for what I'm passionate about. I just like making things, um, and expressing myself through content creation, you know, um, as for future years, I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm going wherever the wind takes me, you know, if that's, uh, if that's podcasting, if that's, um, uh, being the president, I don't know what I'm, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm taking it day by day. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit into everything. Yeah. And, and that's definitely really cool, Isaiah. Cause like, I feel like a lot of people, they set limits on themselves, you know, on whether or not like they don't really want to try something else and stuff. So power to you, Isaiah, for being open, you know, to trying many new things, you know, and that's the only reason that's only, that's one of the ways how we can really help understand ourselves and what we like and what we don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, which just leads me right to my next question. So I know you mentioned like, you've always had like a passion for creating stuff, you know, ever since, ever since you were younger and stuff, where did that really really stem from for you like because i know you've been creating for a very long time so like yeah. let, like where did that really start from you like this ability to create yeah i mean um i think uh I, i'll give my parents some credit for that uh my dad's like a playwright he's an actor um he, he's always looking for the next thing to do like i remember one time i randomly came home and mom i was like where's dad and my mom was like he's uh teaching some class at, at lincoln university i'm like what you know so so like i i think i i've gotten that trait from him um i think uh a lot of my creativity sparks from that and then i just kind of like put it into a bunch of other places um I, you know my mom too like she's uh she's a yogi she's uh expressive through um yoga you know she has like a little following so i think i've really grabbed that from her um, as well as when I was younger, I didn't really, uh, hang around a lot of people. Um, you know, I was kind of like a, a introverted person. So, um, I think I took a lot of my free time and spent it on the internet and yeah, I mean, I had that phase where I was like playing games and stuff, but I, you know, I didn't, um, really start getting into it to like YouTube where I really, started looking at all these different animations and people making all this stuff. And I was like, I want to do that. So, you know, like, I think it it started from like PowerPoint and it worked its way up to where I'm at now, you know? So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to give credit to my parents and the internet. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, definitely. And that's definitely really cool, you know, because especially when you have parents, you know, a lot of people don't want to admit this, but we definitely take a lot of qualities from our parents. And especially I know I've known yours for a very long time, Isaiah, too. And they've always been, like you said, they've always taken on new different projects and stuff like that, which is definitely great to see, because I definitely feel like a lot of people when they get comfortable doing something, you know, they kind of hold themselves back. So the fact that you guys are all taking on new projects, taking on new challenges, you're learning more and more about yourself throughout the day. So yeah. I will say power to you and your family for doing that as well <laughs> and your family inspiring you for doing that. Mm. Um, but just continuing our conversation, I know recently you've been into, you've been very big on the podcasting uh, industry. Mm -hmm. I know you created your own podcasting, like, you know, company where, you know, like where you're, where you're sharing stories and you're talking talking about reality TV and you're getting a lot of voices on there. Where did silent podcast really start for you, Isaiah, that idea to really just talk about reality TV and all that stuff? Yeah, I remember. Um, so uh, I would say like around high school, like I was uh, heavy into, I mean, I've always been into like big brother survivor, all that fun stuff, but there was a, a network called Rob as a podcast um, that I would listen to all the time. Um, just that was my main source of like, talking to someone without actually talking you know like no one i knew was like into reality tv like i was so um i was like all right i can listen to these guys taryn armstrong uh uh rob i mean uh jordan parhar rob session you know all these people and just listen to them um talk about these shows um and i remember even i would say like around high school ish like i know you like when we would speak you were very into um you know, sports broadcasting and all that and talking about how that's your passion. And, um, you know, that was a big thing for me too. I just never really, I was like, I'm not going to like podcast, like what? Um, but like, you know, I just hearing us talk about things like music, um, you know, sports, uh, television shows, all that stuff. I was like, why don't I try this? You know, like, you know, I saw you starting to do it. Or I'm used to doing it on like uh, Anchor and Spotify. I mean, not Spotify, SoundCloud, like primarily um, when it was Swoop Radio. And I was like, oh, that, yeah, that's cool. Like, let me try that. Cause I'm, I was like, Josh is talking about sports stuff. I was like, let me try talking about like nerdy stuff like TV or, you know. Um, and I actually started out originally in uh, the, the Smash Brothers Machinima community um, as like, if you know what like Toonami is, it's like a whole bracket where, uh, you know, they show a bunch of like anime and, and that's how a lot of America was like introduced to anime. So I was like, all right, um, in this small little nitpick community, I, I started this thing called the Machinima Marathon where um, a lot of people would come in and, you know, everyone would like get like hip to whoever else is a content creator. And it was dope. Like everyone would start collabing and, and figuring out who each other were at that point, you know? So um, once some crap happened and I, I dipped from that community. I was like, all right, what am I going to do now? I like podcasting. I'm not talking about that anymore. And I was like, all right, well, RHAP is a huge inspiration. Let me start talking about like uh, the show called Sequester got canceled. Um, but uh, it was, it was a good time. There wasn't much competition at the point. And I was like, after that, because it was very successful, I was like, I should try to make this into a regular thing, which is where silent podcast, it went from silent sequester to silent podcast to make a bigger branch on all reality television. Um, we started the anime club over there, me, you and um, Noah. Um, there, there's also like uh, just a bunch of different segments. So that's really where that came from. Um, and even, around that time i was actually i auditioned 
for um rob has a podcast because they were having a reach out for like diversity at the time and uh i tried out for that and i got on that and um you know i was like all right I, I've, I proved to myself that I can do it over here. Let me try to do it on my own while I'm also doing it here. Cause Rob also encourages people to be like creative and start your own things, you know? So that's, that's really where that started. Um, you know, just to make a long story short, even though it was kind of long, um, that that's how a podcast started. And, you know, I'm still going strong with it and I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And, and I will say like you, credit to you for taking that leap of faith, you know, and creating your own brand, you know, um, I didn't really know that you did an audition, you know, for Rob has a podcast and yeah. stuff. Like, how did that audition tape really go? What was like that process for you? That was crazy. Cause like, all right. So I saw someone posted on Twitter, uh, you know, this, uh, application thing. I'm like, Oh shoot. Like I, I listen to RHP all the time. I was like, I wish I could be on there. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to get on that. And I showed my now roommate, Ryan, um, the application. He was like, why wouldn't you try out for this? Like, I talked to you about this, about shows and stuff all the time. You know what you're talking about. I was like, I'm, I was like, all right, I'll just submit some quick video. They aren't going to set me, but whatever. Um, I made a video on my phone at work in my scrubs just talking about like my top five favorite big brother players and to never win. And, um, I was at, we were actually on vacation in uh, Atlantic city. You were there and I was outside and I got an email saying that I got accepted. I was like, Whoa, I got accepted. Um, so to the next phase at least. So I had to do a live interview at work actually, because I, you know, I had a crazy work schedule at the time and I spoke to Rob and a few people for like 15 minutes. Like I had a prepared presentation and everything. I answered a bunch of questions. I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. Like I'm talking to people who I've been watching for years. Like this is wild. And then I got accepted. And, um, you know, here I am now. Um, I've been here since, uh, I started talking about big brother, uh, all stars. Um, you know, I've been there since I've talked about BB can sequester. Um, I've actually started my own show over there called off court approved. Um, you know, I I'm, I'm over there now and it's, it's awesome. So it's, it's cool that I can have my own startup with silent podcast and still also be over here at Rob has a podcast where it's like Terry Armstrong and Rob Sesternino and Puya and all these people who are like, I've listened to for years. Like I, you know, I'm talking to them um, on a regular basis and it's just, it's so awesome, you know? So that's really how that all went. Wow. And that, and power to you, man, for doing that, you know, it, and I, and I know I've known you for a long time, Isaiah. So like your work schedule definitely was quite, or was crazy just to mm. share. Like he would probably work from like two to like 11. And <laughs> those are the hours where usually all the crazy stuff goes down during your day, whether you get emails, you know, or acceptance and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I, I, that really caught me off guard. The fact that you did like a live interview at work. I don't, how did you get away with it? Like did, did, did you almost get caught in, in your interview? or was your job just uh, really just <laughs> just not caring um, i just uh no they cared please uh, it was it required a lot of hiding and a lot of um using my lunch breaks and not eating um and just doing that instead so uh that that's really how that went down you know i had to be like uh on my super spy site type time and not get caught i, I remember one time i had a meeting with rob from my job i was like in the closet i didn't want to <laughs> I don't want anyone to see me, but, uh, you know, like you got to do what you got to do, man. Like, I don't, I don't care. I don't work there anymore. So, hey, peace to you. But, uh, you know, I just had to get away with a lot. 
over there. I know, I got you. I, I just I just wanted to share. That definitely was funny. You're hiding in closets, you know, I can only imagine. Um, but just continuing our conversation, Isaiah, it's really cool that you're in the, that you're doing your own like podcasting business, you know, you're also get doing like Rob has a podcast, getting into that network and stuff, and you're starting to meet people that you listen to, which is definitely really cool. Um, but just like continuing our conversation, I know you talked a lot about, you know, like taking on and Take, like taking that step forward, you know, and like being able to do new projects and getting yourself out there. So like, what's some advice that you would give to someone that's like a young content creator that's really just trying to get started or is looking to take that next step, you know, to getting themselves out there more and getting more opportunities for themselves? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm, I'm never satisfied with where I am. Like, I, I really want to, I, I, I'm the type of person that like, I keep looking for the next thing. And I think that's what, everyone should be doing like first of all if you want to do something just do it at that point you know and just do it consistently for like a month or two you know just see how you like it and if you decide after like two months like eh, this isn't my thing always drop it you know um but for me what worked was honestly when when i'm focused on something like i i just do it constantly and until like I feel like I'm at a place where I'm content with my job that I've done you know like I did music for a little bit and I still sort of am but it's not like my main passion right now and when I was doing that like that's where a lot of my free time was going towards and then I started gaining like a following doing shows and everything and and you know people around the world like listening to it that's where I feel like a lot of people should just strive to just do something. If you're passionate into it, you know, like I, I there's so many people that I've met that are like, Oh, I really want to do this, but I don't think I can do it. Just do it. Like, why not? You know, like, I don't, I don't think what, what's going to hurt you. You sit down for like a couple hours, you plan something out and then, uh, it didn't work out. Keep it going. The worst case scenario, you have fun with what you're doing. You know, like it, it doesn't matter. Um, if you if you want something to eat, what are you going to do? You're going to go get something to eat. You know, like do the same thing. If you want something, go do it. Like it, it, people will gravitate towards you if you are invested in yourself. You can't expect people to invest in you if you're not investing in yourself. So just do it. I, I know I sound like Shia LaBeouf, but just do it. <laughs> you know, so there you go. Yeah, Isaiah, I, I definitely agree. And, and I feel like especially with content creators, you know, that are trying to whether that's creating music, whether that's creating podcasts, whether that's creating YouTube videos, a lot of the reason why they hold themselves back is just like like even like as you were describing, like you talk to some friends, you know, and they're like, I don't really know if I want to do this. It's a lot of that like negative self-talk that goes that goes in our minds when we are trying to take on something new and what, and we are trying to create something new because there is a lot of uncertainties, you know, it might be good. It might be bad, but you're never going to know that until you, like you said, Isaiah, like until you do that. So I definitely Mm -hmm. think that is a great piece of advice to, to give to people that are trying to try and figure out what they really want to do. You know, you really just have to take that first step and do it because you're only going to get better from there. Um, because I, I remember like we recorded a podcast like years ago, I think over sports, like a long time ago, mm-hmm. we did it like over the phone, like, and I, and I heard it the other day and I was like, wow, like to hear that <laughs> compared to like podcasting now, even for you, like, I remember we like a couple old songs that you did, you know, like you did it on your mm-hmm. phone and now you're, now your sound quality sounds a lot better. So we, my point is to cut it, cut it a little short, like we, as you are like 
making more songs, as you are taking those steps, you know, you're you're building skills and you're becoming better at what you're doing. So and you're only going to get better if you take that first step. So I definitely think, again, Isaiah, that was a great piece of advice to give you. You 100 percent miss all shots you don't take, you know, flat out like you just honestly like as you said just do it like you know there my, my brother perfect example he said he wanted to do music so for his birthday i think it was either last year or the year before it was definitely last year i sat down i taught him how to make music and then he's way better than me now like he's he's literally just doing it my my other brother he was heavy into like fashion getting uh, as he was young and now he's just like doing fashion stuff like you just do it and like who cares like you know i don't the, the opinions of these people that you're around right now will not matter when you're on your own so like you just you just do it you know and it's cool yeah definitely bro and and I, and I will say again power to your family overall and also power to power to you as well for being be comfortable with taking those steps because like you said a lot of people struggle with that and like we just said just do it um yeah. but this leads me right to my next question so obviously i know you've taken on a lot of projects and stuff i know you've really got it into reality tv and stuff how do you feel overall about the reality tv industry in general because i know you you've talked to people you know whether that's with casting you know learning about shows because i know you're big in like big brother and all that stuff mm-hmm. too all that reality tv where do you see that industry really transitioning within the next couple of years um, so it's an, it's an interesting place. I mean, first of all, I want to be on a reality show so bad. That's one of the things I want to do, um, like just to see how I would do in it. But even with that, it's like, uh, it's, it's in a weird space right now, but in a good weird space, you know, like we thankfully due to like all the stuff that happened a couple of years ago in relations to like the protests and all that, we're in a place now where, you know there wasn't really many black or asian or just poc in general people getting casted for these shows and it was uh, a majority of like white people you know so since then you know starting with like arissa cox from bb can um and eventually it turned to like cbs and all these other places uh they have this thing called the 50 percent by poc quota where they're required to at least cast like half at least half of the cast needs to be full of POC people. You know, um, it's kind of weird that it took something like that for it to get to that place. Because if you look at MTV, they've always been doing that. Like, are you the one you're, you'll always see like colored people, you know? So I don't know why it took Viacom this long to get to that place, but they're at that place now. So um, I think we're, we're finally entering. This is like the second year this is happening. We're entering the year where uh, a new era is kind of upon us, where we're starting to see a lot more colorful people on, on these shows. Like if you look at all the shows last year, uh, Big Brother Canada 9, Tashan, he's black, he won. You look at uh, Big Brother 23, Xavier, he's black, he won. If you look at Survivor 40, what, I think 41, Erica, she's Asian, she won. So it's like, we're finally getting to a place where like more people are getting opportunities because we used to be in a place where like only like, You'll be shocked if you see like more than two black people on the show. Um, you'll be shocked if you see more than one. And I mean, we're actually kind of in that still issue, but like more than one Asian in the show that you'll you'll be shocked if you see many Hispanic people. There wasn't really many spaces for that. We're in that space now. So I think um, the more time passes by, I think more people will be open to doing a lot of stuff like this and, and, and uh, you know, casting a lot more diverse people and opinions. I think the next stage, though, is in the production world um behind the scenes you need more poc back there as well because they don't 
I mean, no shade to white people. A lot of the white people don't know how to edit like uh, a black person's story, a Hispanic person's story, uh, Asian person's story, you know? So they need more diverse opinions, not only on the cameras, but behind the cameras, you know, give more of those people opportunities to be able to, to speak about their experiences and have it portrayed in the correct way, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely makes sense, Isaiah, just because like, I mean, if you are casting more POC, you need to have people behind the scenes that also mimic what they're, you know, like what they're presenting. Because I mean, it, it's sort of just like, for instance, like uh, a good comparison, like I know in universities and college universities, um, um, a lot of a lot of like therapists and psychologists that are in like big time universities. I'm talking about like even like University of Delaware that's local because me and Isaiah are both in Delaware. Just want to shout out that real quick. <laughs> There's a, like there was only like six therapists at that school and only I believe like only one person was a POC. And for yeah. the and, and the University of Delaware is over like 26,000 students or something like that. One, six, six psychologists is not enough, you know, to, to help all those students. And then two, there's not enough like POC, because I mean, imagine being like a student at University of Delaware and the only therapist is a POC, is you only have one POC therapist. Like mm -hmm. you're not going to feel comfortable going to someone that does not really like, you know, like understand you, you know, because mm -hmm. I mean, because they're because like white people as well, like there's a they can be very ignorant, you know, because they don't really understand the other cultures, you know, and stuff like that. So you need to have more people represent yourself. That's my point. So I completely understand your point. Like you need to have more people that represent what they're, what they're bringing out and what they're posting. It's like saying like a, you have like a rich white man, you know, trying to understand the perspective of like, like a black woman. Like they're just not, there needs to be a lot of time, you know, and a lot of learning for that to happen. And then TV, they don't have time. You get what I'm saying? So it's sort of mm -hmm. just like, I completely understand your point there, Isaiah, and, and stuff like that. So hopefully that does happen, you know? And like you said, like I, there's been more POC winning, like people winning and stuff like that, which has definitely mm -hmm. been good. So we're trending in the right direction, but there still needs work to be done. So I know you're big in reality TV. So I wanted to ask that question for you and stuff like that. Thank you. Um, but just transitioning a little bit, I know we talked a lot about like work and passions and you really gave some great advice. Um, let's transition a little bit to relationships because I know we talked about a little bit in the beginning, like sort of you, when you described your parents a little bit, you were like, you were describing about how like you like learned a lot about like their behavior and stuff like that. And relationships are the same way, you know, where you feed off of your, like your friend's energy, your partner's energy. So my first question for you, Isaiah, just transitioning to this relationship discussion, um, for you, like, what are some qualities that you really look for in like a friendship? and also mm -hmm. like a romantic partner. Yeah, uh, in, in a friendship, I would call myself like a very low maintenance yet, like mid maintenance, uh, no, high maintenance friend. Um, so like, I don't need to like talk to you every day or anything like that, like everyone has lives. I like, I, like, uh, I, I feed off of energies, so like, um, if I feel like you're a motivated person, um, you at least we don't even need to care about the same thing. If you care about something that's that matters to me, like I, I like it when someone uh, cares or they're deeply passionate about something. Like let's say uh, 
someone's huge into like dancing I'm, i don't care about dancing but like at least you care about it you know like you're you're at you have some substance to you you know so um with a friend or a relationship or anything i really do care about that um you know i, I like good energies like i said so um you know you know if it feels authentic and not like force or fake or like I'm, I'm not into like gossipy type people or uh people who are just constantly negative 24 7 i'm just like Ugh, like you gotta you gotta back up um but you know i i like positive motivated uh uh just just good people all around and, and also people who could just chill and vibe you know i think that's uh that's big for me too but that's for not both both for relationship and in friendship I, I care about all those things yeah yeah and, and those are definitely some great qualities you know because like like we said before like you feed off of people's energy so if people if people you surround yourself with if you surround yourself with people that are down you're going to feed off of that energy and you also are going to be down and mellow if you have people that are motivated you know taking on new things you also mm-hmm. will take what they're learning you know and you're also trying to take the next step with yourself so energies and the which and the way in which people present themselves are definitely important qualities to have um so like this question you know is a little less serious one it's one that i always have all my guests answer so like Mm -hmm. usually usually you know first dates happen you know uh my question for you is like what are some turnoffs do you have like any like (laughs) turnoffs if someone does this on a first date, you wouldn't have a second date. Do you have like any like little tests? Cause like, I know if you listen to a lot of podcasts for me, I usually will hand people the aux score. That's like my little test. So for you, Isaiah, do you have like any test or something on first dates where you wouldn't have like a second date? Yeah. Um, when, my, when I do first dates, for the most part, I like to go out to a restaurant. Um, and then I think that's kind of like where like the process goes. First of all, I want to see if you can hold a conversation because that's a big thing for me. If you have nothing to talk about, ugh, it's not going to be a good idea. Um, and then I want to see if you're attached to your phone, because that's a problem that I have that I'm actively working to, uh, you know, not do like look at my phone all the time. So I try to not do that. And then eye contact's actually uh, shockingly a big thing for me as well. Um, so uh, th- those are definitely the three things that I feel like I look into with the first date um other than that you know like as long as you're not being obnoxious like chewing with your mouth open or like all the other stuff like i'm you know i'm very i'm very chill so i'm not very judgmental but i those are some key things i try to look at I got I got you, bro. And and those are definitely some great qualities to have. So I know you mentioned like chewing with your mouth open. So let's say someone <laughs> does. How are you going to handle that situation? Someone's chewing with their mouth open. Uh, I mean, it's not a it's not a deal breaker. Like I said, that could be like a one time thing. But like if I notice it a lot, I'm probably going to say some like, did you know you do that? Like I haven't. Thankfully, I haven't met anyone who does that. So, I'm, you know, that's not a problem. But like, oh, my God, if someone did, I would I would be like so embarrassed to like bring it up. Like, oh, what are you doing? Because I used to do that. Like, these are all things that I used to do that my mom programmed me not to do. So I'm like, all right, these are things that I need to look for because these are issues that I used to have, you know? So uh, <laughs> that, that's all that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely good. Hey, I will say your mom's a real one for teaching you that. Cause there's some people out here that just go out to eat and they're chilling with their mouth open. Mm-hmm. They don't have manners and mm-hmm. that's a reflection on the parents. So the parents definitely should drill that and instruct that into their Absolutely. children at a young age. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I will say now just continuing our relationship 
conversation. I know we talk a lot about like first date turnoffs and stuff. What's some advice that you would give to someone, you know, that's whether they're, whether they're just starting to find themselves in relationships, you know, or they're trying to get into relationships, what's some advice that you would give to them as they take on their journey, you know, trying to get into a relationship. And then once they're in a relationship, you know, how, like, how do they like really like manage that? You know, what's some advice that you would give? First of all, I don't know if I'm the best person even to talk about this because I'm a huge hypocrite. Like I'll give someone advice and then not take my own, you know? So, uh, I think, as of recent, like I would say since this 2022 started, um, I've been following my guidelines and I think I've been consistent on it. I think uh, definitely one, uh, have a willingness to be 100% open and honest the entire time with no boundaries, be willing to open yourself up to someone. I know a lot of people get scared um, after having like a bad situation or something like just like, who cares? Like if you're going to have boundaries up now, then you're going to have some problems later down the line. So you're never going to find a true authentic person if you're not being true and authentic with someone else. So that's the first thing. The second thing I definitely want to say is definitely just have a willingness to learn about somebody, um, you know, emotionally open yourself up to someone, even like, you know, if you have feelings for someone that, for, that doesn't care about you more, like you need to move on, you know, and I know that's easier said than done, but you just need to be emotionally available um, when you're ready, obviously. And, and, you know, look, for someone's inner, not just like their outer, not just like sex and stuff like that, you know, definitely just like try to open your yourself up to another person. Um, and third, also just love yourself because, you know, it, it's cool to have someone else love you, but like, you don't want to rely on someone for, for love. You want to have some sort of self-love in yourself um, as well as just like some self-gratification. Like if, how do you expect someone to love and respect you if you don't love and respect yourself. So I think that's definitely something else that people need to definitely look into before they even like, even consider like dating and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, bro. I will say Isaiah, that was definitely some great piece of advice, you know, because like you said, if you don't even understand yourself and love yourself, you're not going to be able to love other people, mm -hmm. whether that's animals, loved ones, like relationships with friendships, anyone really, yeah. if you don't really take those steps and learn more about yourself. I know you mentioned like you're, you, you started creating like guidelines for yourself, you know, and I will say that's definitely powerful. Those guidelines definitely are little ways, you know, for you're learning more about yourself, you know, like if someone crosses this guideline, you know, I'm, I'm not going to have that relationship anymore The very, as I heard the word guidelines, the first word I admit, I initially thought about was like boundary setting, you know, cause those are mm -hmm. so boundaries are sort of like, for you, like those guidelines, you know, that, you know, like you're putting guidelines for yourself, you're showing more self-respect for yourself. So that way, you know, if people cross those guidelines, you know, hey, like I cannot pursue this relationship anymore. So I definitely think just to add to your advice, creating those guidelines for yourself whoever is listening you know whether whether that's small guidelines you know at the end of the day what you like and what you don't like and what you expect and what you don't expect for people and you got to have those guidelines you know to just remind yourself because like you said isaiah relationships some if some people go above and beyond in relationships some people relationships can really bring out some things in people you know so having those guidelines is definitely important so i just wanted to add that um, to the conversation, Isaiah, and I will say power to you for creating those guidelines <laughs> and showing a lot of self-love for yourself. So power to you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. So 
now that we talked about relationships and passions and all that fun stuff, we're going to transition into a little bit of astrology talk. So my first question, just to bring up astrology, I know you're an Aries, Isaiah. So how do you feel about astrology overall? I know we've had conversations over the years. Um, what's your overall relationship with astrology? How do you feel about it? I am on the scale of one to 10 at like a two. Um, I'm a complete noob. Uh, I only know anything when I like I speak to like you or, or like other like astrology super fans and stuff like I'm so out of it my mom is huge into it so she's a yogi um but like like it'll go in one ear and out the other like you've told me my stuff so many times and I, I forget it like every single time so I'm horrible with it but I do know I'm Aries if that means anything so yeah <laughs> yeah so like as I'm looking at your chart a little bit um because I know for you, one of the things I really wanted to highlight is because uh, I, I talk about this on some of my podcasts. There's like masculine energy and feminine energy. Uh, masculine energy is, you know, like very just like dominant. You know, they're trying they're, they like to take lead on projects. You know, they like to like make plans, you know, like event plan and all that stuff. Feminine energy is more like I'll sit back. I'll relax, you know, or I will do more self-care or I will try and understand myself spiritually more. So that's like the different energies. And for you, Isaiah, you have eight masculine and two feminine. So for you, <laughs> you have more masculine energy. So like as I'm hearing you describe like your journey, you know, you've always been open to trying and taking on new projects and always like putting yourself out there that's that's a lot of like that masculine energy you know to take initiative and just do it you know whereas like the feminine energy is more like i like i described a little before like just taking that step back or understanding yourself spiritually a little bit you know so for you you have a lot more masculine in your chart so i just wanted to highlight that in the beginning of your chart because <laughs> i as your best friend has known you for a very long time i definitely feel like you do because when it comes to event plannings for for if you if you guys want to go on a trip just hit up Isaiah and Isaiah will plan the trip. He's just, he's on it. He's the event planner. He gets stuff done. Um, and, and I will say, cause our friend group is big and there's definitely, <laughs> there's definitely a lot of opinions when it comes yes. to event planning. So Isaiah is the one yes. friend that actually like sets plans. So I just wanted to describe that as your chart in the beginning. Um, okay. but for you, Isaiah, so I know you mentioned you're in Aries, your moon is in Pisces. So like, the Pisces is more of like a very gentle, a kind energy, you know, and Pisces really like to create things. They're a water sign and a lot of water signs are very creative and whether that's with art, whether that's with music, whether that's even with their like their emotions as well. They're very kind and gentle, but Pisces energy, they, it's also very like dreamy as well. So they like to imagine a lot of things. So with that, though, with that kind, gentle energy, people can take advantage of you as well and, and take advantage of the of the kindness. Mm -hmm. um, so like that was like your moon because your moon is sort of like how you respond to things emotionally. Um, mm. But besides your sun and moon, one other highlight I really wanted to hit home, um, your Mercury's planet of communication. So like with yours is an Aries. So with yours, Isaiah, like you, you're very blunt with your communication. You, you, you can be very impatient with communication. You know, I definitely, we definitely have had moments in the past because my Mercury's in Taurus, so I take forever to communicate. You're very <laughs> blunt and honest with communication. You know, so that that was like Mercury as well. And my last point that I really wanted it to highlight, and then I'll I'll let you I'll ask for your opinion and stuff like that. Um, North Node is something that I've learned. It, it changes depending on like each year. It's, I, I believe it's like every like 18 months it changes. 
Um, mm. And me and you have the same north node, which is in Virgo. So what your north node is, is your south node and north node are like reciprocal signs. Your south node is what the mistakes your past lives have made. And the north node is what you're supposed to learn in this lifetime. So to find your south node is just the opposite of your north node, the sister sign. And, you're, and the sister sign of Virgo is in Pisces. So Pisces, like I mentioned before, like your moon sign, very gentle, very kind, very imaginative. And people have taken advantage of you in past lives. And the Virgo is you're supposed to learn through your experiences in life to and, and become like a great teacher for people and like you're supposed to like to teach people your experiences that you have learned so whether that is like in relationships you learn from like your mistakes in past relationships and you're teaching that you know virgo virgo mm -hmm. north nodes are really good teachers very good like uh what even like with podcasting as well like they're very good like educators whether that's in the school setting entertainment industry um, like Kobe Bryant, his ver his North Node was in Virgo, and he, you know, he is like he's a very great teacher to other basketball players about like the journey and stuff like that. So yeah, so I just wanted to describe that a little bit. So as I'm describing like your Sun, Moon, Mercury a little bit, even North Node, how do you feel about it overall? Uh, it all feels very on 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 par. Yeah, uh, the one that really hit me was the uh advantage one taking advantage because that's past like i said earlier it, it, it like i remember first going to college like that was a huge issue of mine just being too nice especially with things like driving people around or um uh <laughs> relationships uh specifically one recently like last year that like that was an issue with that one too but like i said uh going into this year i set like a lot of like boundaries and like guidelines and like rules that i set for myself and i've been on par so far what is it? it's about to be april soon so i think i've been doing good um i think i've learned from my uh per past issues if that's what we're going to call it um so that's interesting i think that's really cool that's cool I like it. Of course, bro. And, and I will say like, yeah, as I've, everyone's chart definitely brings like a unique perspective. And those were some of the highlights as I was looking at your chart while you were talking throughout the podcast. I was like, yeah, I can see how these can correlate. Um, mm -hmm. But before we wrap up all of our podcasting topics and this full conversation, which I have enjoyed so far, but how I usually wrap up the, the, the astrology part of the podcast is this website called the horoscope.co. I 10 out of 10 recommend if you guys are just learning to you want to learn more about your sun and moon or the other signs, you guys can check that out. But um, all you do is you Google your sun and moon. So you do your chart and then you find your all your planets and stuff and just Google your sun and moon. And for and this website, it's created by all women. And uh, Isaiah, they give a little reading for each combination. So for you, Isaiah, once I give you your reading, so it's positives, negatives, perfect partner and advice and all that stuff. Just mm -hmm. let me know how you feel about it afterwards. So for you, Isaiah, you are an airy sun, Pisces moon. And it says for you, a sensitive personality. Impulsive, the Aries Sun, Pisces Moon personality prefers to live in the moment and puts the greatest price on intuition and first impressions. Positives for your Sun and Moon combination, very active, committed, committed and creative. Negatives can be distracted a little bit easily and a little bit insecure. Perfect partner, someone who can stand up for themselves. 
and word of advice, they need to compare less with others and feel less insecure. So as I give you your advice, perfect partner, negatives and positives, how do you feel about it overall? I think it's pretty it's pretty accurate. Uh, the, I used to have an insecurity problem growing up, so I can't even say that that's uh, off par because, you know, that was a huge issue when I was younger. But I mean, I'm perfectly fine now. Um, but <laughs> but growing up, you know, that was a big issue. Um, you know, the creativity and all that stuff on par. Um, I think uh, there was something on the, the attention, um, paying attention. I have ADHD. Um, you know, I'm a lot more control of it a little bit but like i'm still a huge issue of mine um it's always been an issue of mine um growing up so that that, shoot if that if if anything on that is uh on brand it's definitely that uh but yeah that was it was very accurate um going throughout my life um you know into a lot of the those things have changed thankfully but but still it's very on par yeah, uh, just adding to a little bit to the, the conversation, because there's three different chi- charts that I know. But for like the beginning of this podcast, we're really and a lot of my guests that come on in the beginning. We're just going to focus on like their first chart, which is the chart that they're born with. Um, but there's actually another chart called like side real astrology. And as you grow up and as you grow older, parts of your chart change. So and, and that's like the chart where who you're supposed to become in this present life physically. And then there's a whole other chart. It's called it's like your soul chart. And that's like when you, you are when you are your highest self, you're completely different than how you are in the physical realm. So there's three different charts. Uh, I can go on and on about it. But just for this podcast, we'll stick to the beginning chart. But I just wanted to highlight that just because I know you mentioned like a lot of those stuff that you realize that you read about now or when you were younger, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously like now that you've learned more and you've matured more you feel differently about certain things. So I just wanted to highlight that there's a whole other chart that after we do, we are done recording, I can send you links and stuff so yeah. we, can, we can find that out and stuff. Love but to read it. of course, but Isaiah, I've really enjoyed our time. Where can everybody follow you and check out your silent podcast work and all that fun stuff? All right. So you can find me on literally all socials at eight ball bangers, literally the number eight, the ball bangers. Um, my Instagram is, is primarily used for my music stuff. So you can find like my SoundCloud links and all that stuff there. And then my Twitter is used for um, my podcasting stuff, my animation related stuff. So you can find me over there for that. Um, you can find my podcasting network at the silent podcast on everything um like i said we talk about television animation anime music movies all that fun stuff so you can go look us over there you can find me on rhap rob has a podcast talking about music and big brother and all that fun stuff over there so you can find me there and honestly you can find me a lot of places i can go on forever but uh those are the main the, the main spots that you can uh, check me out uh thank you josh for bringing me on yeah, of course, Isaiah, and, and thank you for coming on as well. And all the links and everything that you said will be in the show description, so you guys can just check that out and check out all of Isaiah's work because he, from music to podcasting, Isaiah has done a lot. So, and has <laughs> talked about a lot of topics, especially about reality TV. I've learned a lot. But again, Isaiah, thank you for coming on, and please stay safe, bro. All right, thank you. <laughs>